0: to mhtv we're really really pleased to see you today we're talking about some really interesting topics with a fantastic guest we're talking about diversity and cultural awareness in nursing practice and we really want to hear from you and what you think So before we get going into that subject, let's go to Dave. And Dave, if you can tell us how people can join in on social media. Thanks.
1: Hi, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Nikki. Uh, It's great to see you all tonight. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to have a really good conversation. Social media-wise, you've got a couple of ways of joining in. One of them is to post on the Facebook live chat. Obviously, just uh, any questions, any comments, any thoughts, any feelings, just pop them on there. And anything that's appropriate to feed in, we will draw it in and uh, have a chat about the issues that you raise. The other option is on Twitter. You just have to include the hashtag MHTV. If you include that, we should see it. And again, we'll bring in what we can uh, later on uh, in tonight's conversation. But without further ado, straight back to you, Nikki. Absolutely. Um,
0: Beverly, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and um, what what you're going to be talking about tonight?
2: Um, yes. Thank, firstly, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very, i very flattered. My mum's very impressed as well with that. Um, <laughs> so I'm Beverly I'm a, um, I've been a registered nurse for far too long, over 30 years, and um, I've been a lecturer in um, adult nursing, but I've taught all, across all the fields um, for the last approximately 20 years. Um, probably in the last 10 years or so, my a lot of my focus has been on um, looking at issues of BME, BAME. Um, black and brown people or the global majority so many ways of saying the i'm um, saying the term um and looking at areas in regards to um, workforce as a nurse um, i'm doing my phd at the moment and in looking into the identity of british born caribbean female um, nurses so i've been a bit submerged particularly in the last five or six years in issues of ethnicity um, race, racism, and particularly from a, within a British context, so I've been looking about that. Mm. So I've tended to be teaching a lot in those areas of inequality and um, and race and how and ethnicity and the theoretical issues around those terms and also yeah. um, the data and the statistics around that and. Obviously, in the last 18 months, there's been something that's been on everybody's agenda, like oh, I fancy COVID, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and so I've done a bit of work around um, the reasons why um, people that look like myself um, are more likely to have um, died of, of COVID-19, yeah. and mm. that sort of relates to the disparities in health. So that's sort of um, the sort of things I've been doing. And then in the middle of a PhD, I thought writing a book on the title of the session today would be a good idea. Thank you very yeah. much. I know you're one of the contributors to the book as well. Thank yeah. You for that. Um, and so um sort of it's my becoming my area very quietly of supposed yeah. expertise, but not by <laughs> any stretch yet, but an area that I know
0: a little bit about. Mm, absolutely. So let's get into sort of some of the sort of nitty-gritty sort of I- sort of issues then, thinking about what the experience of, of black and brown nurses in the NHS workforce is. Because it's certainly a situation where there is considerable inequality. Is there something you can talk to us about that?
2: Yes. Um, there's been a lot of talk, of, of talk about it, particularly in the yeah. last, let's say, five years, because of the workforce race equality mm. standards that have have come up. So there's many people that have been to, um, looking into that, from Roger Klein initially, who works here yeah. at New South yeah. University, to Yvonne Cockhill, um, particularly that um, retired yeah. now, but was. Um, had a lot to do with it at the beginning and so having that data and particularly over the last five years looking at very specific areas in regards to what the concerns are um, for black and brown nurses in the um, NHS has been really interesting because it it's it's good to you know anecdotally within let's say the black and brown community we can say yes we know that we're, we're not getting jobs as, as frequently as we know white colleagues are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just anecdotally, people will know that that's, you know, you just imagine that, you know, like, there are, look at this person in this position, look at that person in that position, mm-hmm. and it's right. But mm-hmm. um, what Res has um, done, which is really important, um, has highlighted how no, um, from band mm-hmm. five um, and to band eight, basically the higher up the band in you go, the more white it becomes. Um, and that that data has played approximately pretty static, might have gone up and, and down a bit in the last five years. And, and, and lots of us have known that for um, a very long time who have been investing in that, not white. have mm-hmm. known that, that that exists. And now we have the data yes. to say that that um, exists, we, we don't um, get the jobs. Um, we're less likely to be shortlisted compared yes. to our white counterpart. Oh, David, are you waving?
1: Sorry, my youngest child is just going to bed and said no. Night, night. <laughs> okay. so I thought you wanted it. to say something there. <laughs> Good night. Okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Night, what? Night. Yes. So um where was I? Yes. So um with regards to um applying for jobs, um, less likely to be shortlisted. Um, yeah. you know still in very specific areas. Um, There tends to be more nurses still um, in in mental health than, let's say, adult nurses and um, adult nursing. And then there's still certain specialities where there are less black nurses than there are um, white. Um, And to put it in some kind of context, you know, in Southeast England, um, the nursing workforce is approximately Let's say forty-five to fifty percent, particularly in London. I'm comfortable in saying about forty-five yeah, percent, yeah. if not more. That statistic is quite well um, known that are not white um, that, yeah. that work in um, uh, London, but that doesn't necessarily help the statistics um anymore. We're, we're still more likely to um, be in in, in bound five positions than mm. our um, white counterparts compared mm. to eight um, um, A, and, and and that 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 hasn't changed you know, twenty years ago. Um, mm. There was a document called Against All Odds that came out, I think it was 2000, 2001 too, that mm. said that only 3% of all, well, at that time, were I grades, which would be an yeah. 8AB now, um, were, were BME, and that's regardless of gender. Um, and mm. that's incorporating all, basically anybody who was white, so it was only 3%. Mm. Um, there's been some changes, but still, it, it's it's not, 20 years later, it's not significantly um, higher. Um, mm. Than that in most areas. And so mm. that's something to, you know, obviously knowing about that data is important. It's what we can do about that data and how we make things better so that people have an equitable, not equal, mm. equitable chance mm. going for the jobs that they very much have the um, qualifications and the experience um to do that kind of job so it is an ongoing um mm. uh, issue in regards to um workforce i mean there's the other not so you know even more negative um data with regards to bullying harassment and victimization yeah. tends to be more um, re- um recordable or if you ask they, they feel more likely to be experiencing um mm. issues um if, if you're black or brown i mean you know you're more likely to be sent yeah. to the nursing midwifery council. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're not if you're not white. I mean, on the other flip side it is that if you are white and you do go to the nursing military council, you are actually more likely to be um struck off the register, which which I always mm-hmm. think is an interesting. Um the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, and then I thought a bit about it. I mean, yeah, You've got to be pretty bad to go to the NMC mm-hmm. as, as as possibly a white nurse. So when you go, you're going for a damn right reason yeah. and you're being and you're being struck off. While um, it's the, for want of the better the lower offences uh, uh, yeah. um, that uh, a black or brown um, member yeah. of staff will be sent to, and so it's less likely that they will need yeah. uh, any action needs to be taken. There's an area that needs to probably only um, to look in a bit more detail, or mm. um, they're more likely to be suspended or but not um, struck mm. off, which, you know, that, that work has been done two, mm. three years ago. Yeah. I, think, I think it's Greenwich, I think, did it we Don't quite yeah. on yeah. that in regards to that. I
0: think there's that like informal management as well, isn't there, for white people that you see? Yes. Given the benefit of the doubt, um, yes. given yes. the last warning, and, and yes. so it doesn't yes. get recorded in the same yes. way, yes. whereas black and brown nurses, straight to punitive measures yes. or, or yes. measures that are recordable.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, And so that shows that even when there's issues of, well, not even, let's say, with legislation, for one way, with equality um, acts on one side, and the systems and processes that an organisation will have in regards to that, that Mm. are supposed to be treating people, you know, meant to be invisible to those issues of gender or ethnicity or anything like that. Um, It's Mm. just goes, you know, you just follow the process. Um, Mm. Process are um, enforced by human beings. Yeah, and with those human beings come all the things that human beings do really well or not so well when it comes mm. to um, their biases and their um mm. their prejudices and their, their, um, their stereotypes and their assumptions mm. and what their expectations of the conduct and actions of um certain genders and um certain people from um, parts of the world mm. um or from you know or how they assume that a person of certain color. Um, or cultural, religion, or ethnicity will function. Mm-hmm. So um, legislation has a place, obviously, as does systems and processes, but mm-hmm. if the culture of the organisation and the leadership of the organisation can yeah. make a very significant stand um, on what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and also acknowledges what's going on in regards to these issues, um, mm-hmm. things don't change. You know, the mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement didn't come out of nothing because yeah. there's been... You know, whether it be here or across the pond, you know, the Equal Quality Care Act has taken for, you know, sex discrimination, race mm. discrimination. I think in yeah. 1976, race discrimination was first a legal mm. attribute. So that's quite a while ago. And mm. some of the, the issues that are concerned there are still mm. the issues concern us now. So um, obviously legislation is mm. and, and systems
0: and processes is not enough. Mm, no. It's it's difficult to, to see then. How do we move from? I mean, it's great, you're absolutely right. It's great that we're measuring stuff and it's really clear what the problem is. How do we move from like keep measuring the same thing? You know, because you have that temp, you know, that temptation for people just to keep doing the thing that they know is that they know they can do. Yeah, and there's a point yeah. where you measure inequality to the point where you're like, yeah, we know now we need to do something different. Well, how what's, what do you think the next stage would be to, to move that debate and that that experience on?
2: Well, I think the reason why it's still an issue, because it's the hardest part of Mm. the the debate, Um, Mm. and that's that, firstly, um, there has to be a real, actual, clear acknowledgement Mm. that it exists, Um, that it exists within the organisation and that it exists within society. Um, And unfortunately why it's probably going to take longer at the moment is because we at the moment have um, a government that clearly think that Mm. systemic and structural racism does not exist.
1: Individual
2: racism, people shouting every Mm. kind of N and P Mm. and um, Y word that they can possibly muster. It exists, you, you, you know, there's too many videos to say that it doesn't, yes. you know, there's enough yeah. writing around those issues, there's enough, um, um, you can see that, you can hear that, mm. um, you can get, you can observe somebody experiencing that. Um, mm. Structural, um, institutional racism, um, which is always the most insidious and always the most, it's there but you can't quite touch it, as mm. always is the one that is the most difficult to um, grasp and if as a country we don't acknowledge that Mm. um, then it makes it very difficult for for any government or non-government institution to state that it does Mm. so academically you know everybody had you know at least a lot of academics had Mm. a sigh of not relief but of i can't believe we're having this conversation about institutional structural racism um, mm. Again, when it's a, so we thought it was a given that it was understood would yeah. exist. Yeah. You may not think it happens in your organisation. You may not think you have anything to do with it, but it mm. exists. Mm. Now we're battling again that yeah. it does um, exist, and we're battling against um, government policy, but we're also battling against other categories. So we're battling against um, class. And yes. we're battling against um lgbtq um mm. we're battling against um you know education and things like that we're battling mm. the, the, the education you know lack of education is re- the reason yeah. why people aren't doing so well their mm. class is why people yeah. aren't um doing as well it's it's these things are, are more important than um ethnicity race, even arguably, in some circumstances, religion, even though know, that's mm. an area. Mm. So, um, mm. so, that makes it really, really difficult to try and move forward when you're battling um, against that. Mm. Well, I was asking, mm. why do we have the legislation if that doesn't um, yeah. exist?
0: Yeah, It's almost as if there's two things going on, isn't it? So, one, one thing is sometimes I wonder if the more privilege that somebody has, the harder it is for them to admit it, because yes. it feels that, and then, and if you are, for example, a white person, who has um, had to have some fights in your life to get where you're going, mm-hmm. it's very hard to mm-hmm. admit that you started the race further ahead than some people do. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. sometimes people maybe feel that it's a personal attack or a suggestion that maybe things haven't been hard for them or they haven't tried. And that's not the case. Yeah. That's yeah. not what any of that means. I think there's a purposeful misrepresentation yes, of, of what privilege means. And yes. I think yeah. that doesn't help anybody because it means you can't have a proper yeah. debate, a proper yeah. discussion. if you're. Yeah. And there is also... I think a sense of, I don't know if it's fear exactly, or pain at admitting that you have privilege. You know, somehow it, it's um, it's a painful thing to admit because people want to think that things are fair, want to think that they are fair-minded, and those two things aren't necessarily against each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can be, you're part of a system, whether you believe in fairness or not, and that system is exactly as you say, made up of lots of people, and people can change and systems can change, but also, I think sometimes they can feel a bit outside someone's control. Sometimes, and it's easier for them to say that that there is no problem than actually yeah. say there's a problem that we that impacts us all. We all are poorer for this experience. We are all harmed by it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's quite um, difficult for people to admit it. Yeah. Um. I
2: think you're you're absolutely right. You know, particularly with regards to the issue of of privilege and and um, and order to make the main. The main main one even though there's many um mm-hmm. um white privilege is a, a yes exactly that That people are, you know that there's a big area that people think that it means that you know you haven't had to to, to struggle i mean i arguably as a um as um, a black woman have as much in common as uh, um, maybe a white working class man does in many in many in many respects, um, mm. because we've both been disadvantaged before we mm. start, compared to um, a white middle class person, um, we, we both um, had our issues. Um, as you clearly said, it is never, white privilege is not about the fact that your life is easy. Um, Mm. There's only a handful of people well, more than a handful of people across the planet, where Mm. it really is incredibly easy, incredibly easy, and they don't necessarily have to worry about um, anything. The majority of us on this planet have to work Mm. very, very hard to get, um, any to get anywhere, get get further. Yeah. But um, as you said, it is where you um, uh, start from, or that there mm. are certain things that you will never um, experience. Like there's some um, privilege that a man has that he will never experience yeah. because he's a man, and you know, you and I mm. are women, regardless of mm. identity, and the difference mm. is there. Th- there mm. is a privilege to be to be a man. The headlines recently clearly identify that. Not saying that men don't get killed, um, mm. but not in um, not um there's there's less you have less fear mm. not so that you can't, there's some places that are very dodgy here classes is whether you're a man or a woman I'm not just yeah. that either. but you know yeah. as a woman there's there's things that we have to take into consideration that men just don't have to take into consideration mm. at all um mm. so there's a privilege there's a gender-based um privilege but that doesn't mm. mean that men out there mm. aren't working very hard and can't mm. be hurt and harmed just like anybody else can, but they do have a privilege. they don't necessarily have to worry about certain things. So privilege is a key thing. Um, And for me, that relates then next to bias, because there's a whole issue about racial bias or the implicit bias or the overt Mm -hmm. biases that we have. Um, Mm. And I think there's a real tension between bias, racial bias and and racism, you know. Mm. So saying that you are biased... Um, especially with racial bias or implicit bias, means you're not actively thinking about being racist. Is, is how, yeah. I, uh, how I yeah. um, it, how I argue how it is. But for those who experience it, it doesn't really matter. From our experience, whether you doing it on purpose and make a decision. I am not doing this because you're black and I think you are less than I am and not as mm. you know as not as good a person as I am and not as intelligent yeah. as I am. Um, you know, 21st century racism. Yes, those are the things you get to see on social media in the and films, and, and social media and coverage in regards to the videos of multiple people being overtly stating that they, they're not wanting you there because you are black. But mm. what really impacts on your day-to-day life as a black or brown person is um, racial bias, mm. is implicit racial bias. Um,
0: Let's talk a little bit about that then, particularly as about clinical decision making, something that we can all think about. Um, How does that impact there?
2: Yes well, I mean there's the, the, there's data on, on that as well with regards to um, um, in the impact it, it's having on um, decision making. So the key um, areas of evidence that are coming out in regards to that is the um, American I think it's American study about five years ago asking medical students um, mm-hmm. you know do do you, you know do black people experience pain the same and if, if not possibly why not or worse than that okay and it's because they think that black skin is thicker than white. Now I may have more melanin, but mm. that doesn't make it thicker. No. So so what's what so I mean that is, is really quite surprising because one, there's a certain level of intelligence that, that there's not an assumption that you have to have, at least academically, in order mm. to become a medical student. You've, mm. you've, got to, you've got to have done reasonably well in school yes. to, to do medicine. Okay. Mm. Academic intelligence and other type of intelligence, t- emotional intelligence yes. is involved in the discussion. But, you know, so a lot of times people attribute um, racism or biases like that on class and lack of education. You just need to educate people and so on and so forth. So you have a group of educated, university standard, who are going to do a course that's going to last five, six years, and then multiple years after that before they become proficient to do things Mm. on their own. Mm. And that social construct is so strong, it supersedes basic physiology. Yeah. Um, and so that piece of research, in, you know, as the, the concept of that that um, physiology of the skin, I don't think it's changed in a while. I think it's pretty static. Mm. But still, the social construct and yeah. the belief and the, the stereotyping is mm. so strong, it supersedes yeah. or it crushes fat.
0: Mm.
2: And, again, we can discuss that, but that, you know. And, and that that is that, and that is why, and that is how it is so difficult to move forward, because mm. how can you change that kind of mindset? And mm. I'm sure if you asked all of, you know, if they went, if you asked all those people, now, do you think you are racist? You yeah. know, they're probably all going to say no, because... Mm. No one actually wants to be a racist. No one actually wants to say, yes, I'm proud to be a racist. Mm. But they're quite proud to do and act and behave in racist ways. But if you call that out as racism, they'll get, you know, the racist will get offended. Mm-hmm. Um But if you, it's implicit bias, I'm not necessarily... What you're doing is racist. I'm not saying that you as a human being are racist. I'm not saying that you're mm. doing this on purpose. But the effect is exactly the same as if mm. you were overtly racist. Mm. I mean, that's a key concept with implicit yeah. racial implicit bias. That mm. the, the effect is the same as someone mm. who is overtly racist. Arguably yes. it's even worse because it means mm. that if I try and get a loan, I can't get one a good, um, I won't get yeah. a good rate to somebody, I can't get the kind of job that I can get paid better for, that my mm. ability to advance is reduced, mm. that my academic attainment is mm-hmm. um in, impacting on, because there's all of that data about the awarding gap. Not only at university level, but at A yeah. level. So, you know, yeah. by the time they get to us at university, those that um, awards,
0: those award it, biases
2: are, are have that evidence has been out there for a long time. Up to about mm-hmm. five, it's all good, and then mm-hmm. it can um, um, dramatically change. So, mm-hmm. it, that racial bias, that I- implicit racial bias in, um, that exists, um, has a significant impact on the lives of black and of black and brown people. So until we get people to try and accept that they have the potential to do that. Everybody has biases. Mm. Every single body has them, of Mm. any ethnicity, of any religion, of any class. We Mm. all have our biases. Mm. So we all need to check those biases, absolutely. Mm. And we all have different types of privilege, and we need to Mm. check those privileges. But if you have a group of people in an organisation that don't acknowledge that that happens... And acknowledge mm. that they can that they can be a part of that, mm. then that's really difficult. And, and I've mm. been in rooms with training and where yeah. people put statistics up about what's yeah. going on in relation mm. to say, the awarding gap in education yeah. education or the impact that um, racial um, um bias can have on black and brown people. And I've had a rule for white people absolutely say it's got nothing to do with me. Mm. Um, mm. I'm not. I, I'm not racist. Um, mm. um, I, 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 I'm going to say it out loud. I don't see colour. There's a whole contentious statement. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll not accept that they possibly, mm. or oh, they probably do, because mm. we all do. Mm. But when it becomes specific in regards to race. Let's yes. say even LGBTQ like maybe mm-hmm. transphobia or sure. um, homophobia, um, yes. people have you know can have an issue goes no, I can't be that then why is what's happening happening? Then yeah that's the case. If if all of you people who work here don't have or don't see colour and don't have all of these issues, then mm-hmm. why are, particularly with the education attainment, why are mm-hmm. um, black and brown students who come in with exactly the same qualifications as their white counterpart have a statistically less chance of coming out with a two one or a first degree why is Mm. that Mm.
0: why is that let's come to some questions now because i think you're raising some really interesting interesting ideas about how we how we move forward and actually how we acknowledge things that are painful and how we investigate stuff which is upsetting sometimes, and how we treat each other with kindness and respect no matter what. So let's let's come to Dave and see if there's some questions. So I can see there's some stuff going on Facebook right now. So do you have any questions for us, Dave?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of a debate going on on Facebook. Oh. And I think rather than kind of bring it all to you, I just want mm-hmm. to ask the first question and, and get your take on it. So Ben said, do white mental health patients need to acknowledge their privilege do black and brown nurses have privilege over their white patients?
2: There's, there's, there's one. Um, I think that the thing that we, we need to acknowledge in regards to, because um, that, can, that can possibly be um, an area where people I've I, I identified that let's say, like reverse racism is, is a thing when it's not um, a thing. Now, with regards to being a mental health patient with mental health issues in a mental health setting, There is a power dynamic between being a mental health patient and the nurse. I'm hoping that that Nikki will help me out with that. So there's a whole power dynamic in regards to that. Um, Irrespective of we could talk about the the dynamics in regards to um, possibly gender and definitely in regards to um, race and ethnicity. So there's there's a power dynamic there anyway. Um, So... um, any mental health nurse in a mental health setting should consider the power that they have and the power dynamic that, that is within a mm. mental health setting. Um, mm. And how you have even legal um, power with regards to if somebody's being sectioned under the mental health act. You are taking the rights away, away of mental health patients. So there's a whole debate and issue there about the power of mental health nurses in the clinical environment with mm. patients who have mental health issues, regardless of issues of ethnicity. If, 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 if Nick can help me out on that, if I might. Oh, true. Yeah. There's, there's that. Yeah. There's that. Um. There's that issue. But yeah. the, the key thing in relation to what Ben is saying about um basically can black nurses treat um white patients with mental health issues or other in um a way that is based on ethnicity? Yes, they can. But I think you have to understand how um racism works, and I think that's the thing that's usually quite difficult for people to mm-hmm. imagine, because black nur- pe- all people can be prejudiced,
0: mm-hmm.
2: all people can um, show discrimination, so black nurses can show prejudice and discrimination to their white mm-hmm. patients, there's absolutely no doubt about that, we could all do that, The one thing that, different, that differentiates between racism and prejudice and discrimination is power, mm-hmm. and who has power. And where that power lies within society and within an organization. And when it comes to who has power, the majority, the majority of the population, particularly in countries where there are, where Black and Brown people are in the minority and the majority of the population is white, most of the power lies in those white people. And Black and Brown people have less power
0: Mm.
2: economically and politically. Particularly, Mm. Um, so in nursing, let's say in healthcare, the you know there are less people in positions of power. There are less senior nurses who have power. There are less people that make legislation and less people that make um, uh, NHS policies and procedures who are black and brown. Mm. Um, So those things will impact more on black people than they do in regards to issue of racism than white. But can can nurses or any ethnicity be prejudiced, can discriminate and stigmatised is another real important one, particularly in mental health, mm. um, even for mental health nurses, um, yeah. um, white, white um, uh, mental health users? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. No, no one's disputing that um, a group of people in a certain context can't have more power than another. There's been too many studies about people in prisons and you you know and all those Indeed. things in relation to what power does and how people use power. Mm. So I'm not, I wouldn't take away the fact that you know mm. mental health patients, regardless of ethnicity, can't be treated badly by mm. other mental by mental by their mental health um, user. Mm. No, that, that's not mm. what I'm saying. I'm just mm. saying it's a different form of mm. power when it comes to racism. Um, mm. That's an added one. Mm. That doesn't mean that um, white mental health patients who have um, mental health issues who are white can't be treated badly in the system. And mm. I don't think I, I, think I can ask um, uh, Nikki, but I am mm. sure there is a lot of evidence around
0: yeah. um, the experiences of mental health patients in, in, in hospitals. Huge amounts. I, I, irregardless yeah. of ethnicity. And I think um, you've really answered that now because what you, one of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, mm-hmm. is this idea that, you know, the way that we connect to each other as human beings is about relationships. Mm -hmm. And we've got multiple different parts of our personalities and identities, and those are intersectional, Kimberly Crenshaw. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) the last thing that we would want to do, I think, is get into one of these awful games of like snakes and ladders, you know, where you try and count how many things you've got going against you and how many things going for you and then try and total it up into who wins. That doesn't feel like the best understanding of that complexity. Yes, and I guess what it points to for me, and I might be wrong for guys about this, so please if I've misunderstood, do, do shout. Is this what it tells us is how how we can be kind to each other, and the things that we need to value and um, celebrate in each other, mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than the things that we need to denigrate each other for. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it should, if we're going to count up, it should be to count up to um, to, to, to 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 maximize each other's strengths instead yeah. of to try to bring each other down because yeah. Yeah. we can hurt each other as human beings in a billion different ways, and they're yes. all wrong. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> so just yes. Stop doing that.
1: Sorry, go ahead, David. I, I was just going to say, I suppose one of the thoughts I had when you were talking earlier is that bit about, do we always end up having a fight between people who have less privilege amongst each other? Because that's kind of created and generated as, a, as something to do, mm-hmm. rather than kind of focus that frustration and anger at the people that are kind of generating that, that fight. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think kind of you know looking at the the situation the government's created in terms of you know the the report that it wrote uh, is it about a year ago now where it kind of argues against institutional racism, uh, mm. which obviously has been kind of a really fundamental part of how our society kind of responded to mm. the Stephen Lawrence murder, mm. and 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 kind of taking those step backs to create this culture war again that makes people have to like you said earlier have this fight again keeping them busy with that rather than actually being able to address the problems that society faces and, and try and solve some of those problems you know yes. it's it's such a I, 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 you know i feel depressed about it and i'm a privileged white man you know middle-aged mm. that doesn't have to worry about that it depresses me so you know for, for you know for someone like yourself who's Sort of actively campaigning and trying to do really good work about this—it it must be so demoralising.
2: Um, I mean, I think it, it, there's an issue about whether you know it's 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 human nature. I think if you've been doing work like this for a while or been looking into it, and, and I and there's people that's been doing you know good work in this area for considerably considerably longer than than myself, so all respect for them because it, it can get 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 like that because. You can spend time like so. So for Ben's perspective, possibly, stop me if I'm wrong, Ben, you know, because we're talking about um blackness for want of a better term, you know, non-whiteness, it means that all you know that that, that white people don't go through it don't go through any struggles, don't get treated badly, um, you know, d- don't don't get hurt by the police, don't get killed, don't get, you know, all the all the bad things that can happen to me can happen to mm-hmm. you, Dave. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the people, but there are things that will happen to me that will not happen to you that aren't necessarily due to my ethnicity. Could be due to my gender. There are things that could,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: that won't happen to you. But there are definitely things that will happen to me that won't happen to you. So I know that Nikki's um, in the, in the book that I mentioned. You you have a chapter in the book, and and, and it's um it's one of the most widely pieces of um of, of areas in in regards to mm. the significant difference in how mental health um, patients have been treated. Historically, in regards yes. to um, let's say with, um, with, I was going to say withhold and restraint, but that, I don't think mm-hmm. that withhold is the right word, yep. is it? Control. Control.
0: Control. So, and being, yeah, being uh, the more people who are black and brown are more likely to come in under section. They're more likely to come in via police. Um, and should we say police support? Yes. <laughs> A polite way of describing it. Um, and <laughs> they're more likely to receive medication at higher doses. They're less likely to receive talking therapies. And again, it's Not that I think nurses are trying to um, hurt people. I think that nurses are people and society replicates its problems in all the different parts of life. I don't think there's anything particularly even surprising about it. It's saddening. Yes. And I think one of the things that mental health has going for it is we have had a long history of problematic relations with power over vulnerable people and vulnerable groups. And if any part of nursing should be able to look at itself and, and do better its mental health, because we've made so many mistakes. We surely are at a stage now where we can start learning from them mm-hmm. um, without anybody else having to, to suffer, because I think it harms nurses and nursing as mm-hmm. much as it does the people that experience that negative care. Because it's not really care, that negative experience. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that we have we need to start talking about this and and, and move forward together. Absolutely.
1: I think there's some more questions though, Dave. I saw loads on the WhatsApp. Yeah, there is. It's it's quite difficult, isn't it, to kind of do do both at the same time. Mm. So if I kind of read through them a little bit quickly and and maybe Nikki, you can help me sort of pull the the things out you think that haven't been addressed yet. Yeah. Uh, So obviously we had that question from Ben uh, and he just said that he really appreciates the response that you gave, uh, Mm. that it was considered and thoughtful. Oh. Uh, but he doesn't agree with it, uh, so obviously, right. you, know, that, that, you know what, that, that's absolutely fine too. <laughs> hey, you know what, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: uh, and then, uh, mushtag made a comment, uh, quite early on in the debate about how let find it. Uh, oh, I can't, black mental health nurse. Oh, no, it wasn't that one. Sorry, uh, I've lost black that, but can't, can't be
0: racist, is what she yes. said because they don't benefit from the structural power. So, she was looking more of us the type of definition that you've got there, I think. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I I'm of the mm. position that I don't think black people can be racist. Mm. Um but as I said, yes, you can be prejudiced. And yes, yes you can be discriminate. You can have you can discriminate against people. And those are two important key components of racism. It, it's a mm. it's, it's power, it's the, it's the power issue. Um, and what that power issue is based on that, that's mm. key. So um As I said before, you know, black nurses like any nurse can definitely be um, can discriminate unfairly, and can stereotype unfairly, um, and can discriminate um, unfairly against any group. Absolutely, any you know anybody can have those can um, demonstrate those areas. Um, Of course, depending on we, we in a working context where you are in regards to power. So you've got more power if you're an ATA, yeah. you're a or an, you know, senior a matron, than if if you're possibly like a band five. now. so there's those there's, there's, there's issues. But mm-hmm. um, do I think black people become racist? The, the issue of power um, isn't. But then e- even if I was watching somebody talk about this, even, let's say, black people could be racist. And as that person said, it was very ish- interesting. And what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will still be wrong. Yeah. I, I don't think that people can be, but and so, yes, so yeah. I still want to eradicate racism. I still mm-hmm. don't think racism has a place in civilized society. Mm-hmm. I want equity. I want people to be able to do the best they can, wherever the part of the world they come from, whatever ethnicity or religion they come from, and all the other possible isms that are out there. I, I just want people to be treated um, uh, equitably um, and have an mm-hmm. equi- equitable chance at, at life. But there are lots of things that, that stop people class, mm-hmm. income. Um, as well as ethnicity and race and mm. gender and, and, um, and, and transgender and
0: LGBTQ. let the to... Well, there's a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, ethnicity. absolutely. Go on, Do you going to so, say something? So I'm going to move on to um, one of the other questions.
1: No, I was just going to say Anne Simon, thank you. She's made a few comments. Uh, implicit yeah. racial bias attempts to dehumanise the Black race and culture, uh, as does deep-rooted stigma of divide and rule. Uh, I think obviously, you know, some of those will be responding to some of the comments that have been made as as we've been going along. Uh, Also, Alfonso, uh, the issue, this, exactly that, Beverly, people who do not see their own biases do not realise that they are actually part of the issue. And I think that goes back to that comment you made about people saying that I don't see colour. And, you know, I I think that's such a weird thing to say because it's kind of discounting the experience of, know people that do you know it's 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 just a really blunt way of saying don't talk to me about this because i don't care so Mm -hmm. just weird uh thanks dave yeah yeah. (laughs) and then Um, i've I've
2: uh, had more than one person say that to me thinking um believing that it's the right thing to say and it's coming from (laughs) and it's coming from a good place i've I've had yeah yeah um Okay, anyway, I not go to. Who said the last time someone said to me, "I changed their thinking on it," so I quite feel quite fine about that. But mm-hmm. to say that, you know, what, what I say in regards to that is, wh- why would you not want to, to? You know, I have got a different colour than than you, and the, yeah. you know, that there is there is a problem with that. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep going back, but it's it's how we how we categorise that and what we do in regards to the power mm-hmm. we have in relation to that. That's the problem, not yeah. the fact that people are of different colours and have di- or diff- have different different mm-hmm physical appearances um mm. so if you're thinking that's a transgender woman and I could possibly see that initially that's somebody who who was was born a man but if if, if that if that transgender person is saying that you're saying that transgender I'm, I'm 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 a woman then then you're a woman I'm mm. with you. I may see something different but if that's what you, that's how you feel and that's mm. how, you, how you want to be treated that, that that's absolutely fine it's like saying I, do, I don't see gender mm. yeah we do Mm. it's a bit more,
1: it's more layered than it has ever been, and Yeah. Cool, fair enough, but okay, saying you don't see gender would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. But mm. And then, uh, Ohen- Gern has said, I also think there are biases in all parties at a point in time, usually yeah. due to lack of knowledge of each other's background. Alfonso has gone for a question. From a nursing training perspective, we know that often teaching diversity and cultural competence is not seen as a key competence or something that is covered in one or two sessions, but there is little formal teaching. How can we make sure that this is threaded through the nursing curriculum? Um,
2: Well, as lecturers, we have to do that um, in regards to putting... it. in our mm-hmm. curriculums we, we, we have we have to do that um and highlighting it in um, in everything um, that we do so you know he, he's talking about there. even though decolonizing the curriculum is is, 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 is was it de, 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 de diversifying the curriculum I think is a a newer, mm-hmm. newer term but you know basically seeing the curriculum as something that should represent the lecturing staff but also the students, and for us as yeah. healthcare um, educators, the um, patient population that you're going to be um, mm-hmm. looking after. So as we're teaching in London and southeast of England, mm-hmm. and the majority of the Black and Brown population is in that part of England, mm-hmm. um, you know, we definitely have a responsibility. I mean, mm-hmm. at Middlesex, and I know mental health possibly what over ninety five percent of your um, student population is um, mm-hmm. is. Um, uh, black, black and brown and in adult nursing I think uh, in I would say in London at most universities I'm I'm guessing education mm. but guessing must be at least 75% mm, in many a university a if not considerably higher than that
0: yeah
2: um the nursing population is um is is black and brown across the across the board um particularly mm. in adult nursing can't say yeah. the children's there's always an issue in children's but um you know so having a curriculum that demonstrates and, and highlights everybody is, is, is really yeah. important. Um, I have to say hence why um I wrote the um I, I wrote the book or got the book started and got people to write the book that we mm-hmm. that, that, that um the session that today's is talk is is um identified as. Mm-hmm. Um, because um particularly from a British perspective there weren't actually a lot of books um around a lot of the a lot of the books we use are um American. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, it's it's incumbent on us in regards to um those who write curriculums and then even those who run who run modules. The curriculum is a whole big thing, but you know, em- every module leader has can can put what, whatever um slant to what to a certain degree based around the NMC that that they can, you know. The NMC clearly states about the importance mm. of diversity and, and um um, and treating people equitably, and, and 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 you know, there's no place for that as a as a profession and as a healthcare professional. So I think it's it's definitely up to us. We do the teaching. We write the modules. Um, we write the um, curriculum. Um, so all those curriculum meetings that we we try to dodge when mm. there's a new curriculum out, we're like, I can't see another meeting about curriculum development because I'm going to cry. And I have mm. been that person. as well as well, I really dodged the last one. I'm, I'm studying, haven't got time. But you know, there were lots of other people there. You know, who, who have to try and get that 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 voice across. And I think, particularly in health, there are you know some some changes afoot from um, in skills, just having dummies and and, and yeah. apparatus that's brown to you know teaching about assessing people whose skin isn't um, white. I mean, yeah. these, these are things that many of us are thinking, well, why haven't we been talking about them before? Yeah. But um, I can definitely see um, uh, slowly um, infiltrating um, yeah. um, curriculums much, yeah. much more than it did when I first started um, teaching nurse, um, nursing. Because myself and my other colleagues of, um, of colour, for want of a better term, would teach that because we're like, uh, when you're looking at certain things, we were going to see it from a black perspective. So we would just automatically in, um, teach that to a class, particularly if you're in a class full of people who look like you, you you've got, you have to go down that road where you couldn't talk mm. about some aspects of healthcare, um, an assessment that's specific to black and brown skin. Um, but maybe my colleagues weren't. So, you know, we have got a more having that's why things like having a diverse teaching staff is really important. Yeah. Um, and you know, and fighting for it to, to be in um, the uh, curriculum. And yeah. I'm teaching on this curriculum, and there's a lot of these ideas that are on the that are in the curriculum. And students are expecting it um, as yeah. well. You know, another uh, positive thing about let's say things like Black Lives Matter. It is it, um, it created that sort of space, not just about the awful reason why it started um, off or regained. Our momentum again with another um, black man being killed by the police in the United States but it, it's brought about these conversations where these sort of things are being spoken about and are being spoken mm. about in places of power in large institutions from nurse, from hospitals to um, uh, education um, mm-hmm. It's just about keeping that momentum up. It isn't yeah. just something that you know we're going to. It isn't something that can be solved. Right, let's put some money and time in it over a year or six months, and that'll sort it out, and we can move on to the next thing. You know, yeah. this issue isn't isn't the next isn't something you can move on to the next thing. It's something that we have to be working at constantly. Mm-hmm. Definitely in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I'm not as young as I used to be, so that's 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 still quite a while to go. Um, you know, things have definitely improved um, if you're Black or Brown in, in the United Kingdom compared to 50, 60 years ago. Of course, there's been improvement, but you know, there has been areas that have stayed pretty much the same. Or the way that racism works is very, very um, different. It's it's arguably more sophisticated in many ways, actually. Than it than it was yeah. um, you know fifty years ago in regards to working. Um, and that's the issue of, of of structural racism and the terminology yeah. that we use things like implicit bias. That's a, it's actually quite a nice, non-threatening term. Actually, implicit bias. You know, um, it doesn't sound like if you say racism, people are like. Oh, you say oh, you know, <laughs> implicit bias that we need to, to discuss about. Um, you know, even the terminology and, and the language <clears throat> um, has changed. Mm. and whiteness as actually a category mm. and whiteness as an area of study is mm. something that you know 50 years ago wasn't really thought about because it was so universally neutral mm. um that it didn't need to be discussed in any way mm. it's not a category that needs to be discussed because it is the category everything else yes. is, is different to that category yeah we have to a talk position. about things that are different mm. but whiteness isn't different it is um mm. so you don't necessarily have to um, uh, mm. uh, talk about that and, and so even how we talk about racism and um, race and ethnicity now um, has become more sophisticated has become more um, complex but um, you know it, it isn't as simply as I don't like it because of the colour of your skin even mm. though in many are in many contexts that's that's what it's about but yeah. the, the issue is is you know why is that and mm. where has that come from
0: and mm. those sort of that are, that are really important. Yeah. And talking about sort of um the, the perennial issues that pop back up, there's a question here about Black History Month yeah. as well. I think we're gonna we're looking at the time, we're actually overrunning, but it's it's I'm i so interested, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> so, so let's let's look yet. at let's look at um a black history month. So the question is um does it help with cultural awareness in general in the NHS and nursing and does it benefit patients having a Black History Month?
2: Um, I've, Um, I'd like to think in the long run and in, in in way in, into the future, at some point, something like Black History Month is not necessarily going to be needed. Um, but I I still think at the moment um that it still has a place. It still has a place to identify um for other for other people who you know. So I have a lot of people that say to me, I think um that you know Black History Month is every day for me. And me too, mm. um, but it's 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 not mainstream. I mean, a lot of the debate is about the difference and the otherness of um, of blackness and mm. not being um, the centre and the universal mm. norm of um, mm. uh, uh, blackness being. So that's why anything that isn't the norm, LGBTQ month, you know, the month yeah. you know, women's day, that sort of thing, anything that isn't white and male isn't mm. is is something different and needs to have and needs to be highlighted. Um, so, I think at, at this time that I think that I personally, my, and that's personally my personal view, that it definitely has a, bla- a place. It mm. introduces new areas and new um, things to think about for people of all ethnicities um, mm. that they possibly didn't know about and to go looking at it in more detail and moving forward and informing them about their history and what their, um, their, their history is, is is about, and that will move on and move forward beyond um, Black History Month. And the same for anybody else who's, who's interested. If if they go to any Black History Month events, there's there's some learning that they can take place that takes place within this month. That what we want is that it moves forward and it moves outside of the month of of, of October. That it impacts on what you do and how you think and what you know, you know, every day moving yeah. forward. Um, so I I think it has it, it has it has a place. Um, I think, in regards to um, for nursing and patient care, um, you know, we talk about this the social and the economic and the environment and the social political aspects of our patients and the history of our patients. You know, mm-hmm. so um, why do um, ca- ca- uh, people of Caribbean origin eat and, and African origin eat the type of foods um, mm. uh, that um, that they that eat? So the reason why things like cow and pig trotters Personally, picked was my, personal my personal favorite. Oxtail mm. is another one of my personal favorites. Mm. Well, why do Black and African people tend to cook that meat? Well, who had the rest of that cow or that pig? Mm. Historically, it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't Black people.
1: So the mm. steak,
2: the filet mignon, you know, mm. the chops, you know, the, the the prime rib, or you know, the the pork chop, you know, pork um, chops with that nice and lean. Historically. 100 200 years ago, that is not what the what black and brown people are eating because that's mm. what white people are eating. So, anything that was left is what the mm. black and the brown people cooked so, ox tail, pig's feet, tongue, mm. Mm. um, and, and, and also in regards to the, the working class white people, you know, that's where yeah. you know. Um, Absolutely. try that's you know, stuck the intestines and stuff. That that's why they could that's why they have that, you know, jelly beans are quite easy to get. You could go and forage them yourself and could you know, that, that that's that's why um certain yeah. um you know it's certain um you know class um in regards to the kind of food that they mm. eat. I you know, I don't think I'm yeah. about 25 when I figured out what when I knew what, what that was. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm eating oxtail. What do I know about filom um mm. so you know knowing that history then when you're looking after that patient well why do they want that type of food why do you need to add it to the to the hospital um menu yeah. because you know culturally and ethnic and ethnicity wise that's the kind of um food that that, that they eat and then mm. that's possibly why you know it's high saturated fat and then all the things or well, why are black people more likely to have hypertension and, and more yeah. more likely to have diabetes and stuff because of the history that we have in the food um yeah. Uh, that 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 we eat and have eaten over hundreds and hundreds of mm. of, of years, um, you know. But the, the, totally. it's it's important to know to have an idea about these everyday things that you don't understand mm. why what, why things are called what yeah.
0: Yeah, they're, they're called. But I'm always amazed. Why wouldn't you want to know? Why wouldn't you have curiosity about things that you don't know about? Why why would you only want to know about people who look like you? That's really dull. Frankly, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's and, limiting. You know, that's, that's not, our, like I said, if
0: you're in the south of England, that's not our patient population. No. Let's just whip round, Dave, was there anything that you wanted to um, leave us with? Because we've really overshot. We haven't finished half the things we wanted to talk about. We'll have to come back another
1: day. <laughs> I, I suppose I'm, I'm just going to do what I normally do at this point and jump in and say about next week's guest. And I think mm-hmm. it fits in really nicely with uh, what Beverly's been talking about, about Black History Month. <laughs> Because uh, mm. not only has this person got a huge catalogue of uh, achievements and successes, uh, one of them is uh, that she was instrumental in getting Mary Seacole statue in London. Uh, and next week we've got Dame Elizabeth Anyonwu uh, who's going to be talking about her life. Uh, so, you know, absolutely looking forward to that because I've heard her speak a, a few times and yes, it's life. always... Yep. Uh, a a really good evening. So hopefully everyone that's listening tonight will join us next week. But I think, to be fair to Beverly, what a great job, Uh, you know, you've done. And and certainly, you know, the way you discussed intersectionality earlier, you know, I've, I've heard it talked about sort of re- regularly, but I, I think some of the w- ways that you termed it, it was just really, really clear and easy to understand. So uh, I'm sure people who've who watched tonight have, have really benefited from that conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. And hopefully I haven't said too much because you know sometimes it's that danger about wanting to jump in and make comments, but actually a lot of MHTV is sitting back and, and listening to the expertise and wisdom of our guests. And, and certainly you've come across as being uh, you know a great guest tonight, Beverly, so thank mm-hmm. you.
2: Oh, thank
0: you again. Okay, thank you very
1: much for the invite. Yeah. And just a quick
0: word for the for people um listening to today. Um so thank you, Nikki, saying that she, not me, a different Nikki saying she loved MHTV. We'll catch you later. Do and just looking at the comments and, and things like that. One of the things I just love about crime Nursing is the fact that we, we haven't all agreed, we, we have different perspectives, but everybody has participated with a oh. real sense of wanting to understand. And, and be compassionate and, and kind and respectful and interested in each other. So thank you yeah. very much for that. Yeah. This is the only way we're ever going to move forward. So absolutely. well done everybody. lovely to see you and thank you for people who were very kindly um tweeting and supporting yes. us at the uh, RCn awards last night. Obviously when someone win. else? Uh, well we were okay <clears throat> with it. We had an absolutely fantastic night and it was a lot to do with the kindness that we received from you guys and it's so appreciated. So thank you very much everyone and see you next week. Night night. Bye. Bye Take care. Bye bye.